Hi, I'm Vicky. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Two Moms and a Mic. A weekly podcast where we chat about our experience as relatively new parents trying to make it in this busy modern world. We talk about the struggles and joys that come with parenting, and we also focus on the impact this can have on our mind and body. As moms, we all want the same things, right? We want to be happy, to be healthy, and to raise our kids to be the same way. So the goal of this podcast is to bring you helpful tips and information to make this happen. So join us in the quest to improve your overall health and happiness levels just a little bit each day, whilst juggling being a mom, of course. We're all fumbling through this together. Let's do it. Hey, Jones. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes. I'm extremely overtired. Okay, let's get started with the topic. <laughs> if okay. either of us so, can remember the topic in the next three seconds. <laughs> nah, not done. Fasting. <laughs> so you are going to be leading this, I mean, as you do anyway, but you're going to be leading this because I have done very little to no research on this. So I am, I'm, I'm here purely as a, a listener and a comment, commentator, commenter. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's the way we like you. <laughs> Quiet and then chirpy. <laughs> yeah, that's all I am little bit crafty here and there so i i've done on my old podcast i did at least one episode on fasting possibly two but no no i just released one but i actually recorded two because fasting has been this thing for me over the years i've been doing it for now i can't remember but at least 10 years i've found out about this thing called alternate day fasting and at the time it was all about weight loss. I was always, you know, on this constant pursuit to shed some weight. And it was actually very effective for me. But I was doing it in, I would say, A, for the wrong reason, and B, in the really, in the wrong way. I was, mm. I was doing this alternate day fasting. So one day I would have maximum 500 calories, sometimes nothing. And then the next day I would eat as normal. But what I what I wasn't counting then was alcohol. <laughs> so on the day I wouldn't eat, <laughs> I would still go out and drink. I mean, not every day, but you know, I worked on yachts and <laughs> so what we did, and I would go out and I would drink, and I wouldn't count that at all. So it's amazing that it was so effective for me. But well, it is a liquid form. I suppose you're not technically breaking the fast. No, like, but it's a, or are you? No, it's, all the sugar. yeah. <laughs> it's still very the damaging. caloric density of a night out on the town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then so that yeah. also causes you to like eat way more calories the next day. Wake up in the morning and oh, all yeah. you want is a fry up. No doubt about yeah. it. But now in recent years, I've gotten back into fasting for two different reasons. One, from an immunity point of view, I've learned that fasting is really great for your immune system, giving you a boost. And the second one is for mental clarity. And, and also, I guess, energy in a way, but that can be tricky. It can give you more energy, but you have to be careful. 
because if you then overexert yourself, it can have negative effects on you. Why don't you tell me your experience with fasting and we can go from there. Well, I'll tell you what I what I initially thought of fasting. So I always thought of fasting as an, a, like a, what, what did you say, like a, another term for just not eating. Mm-hmm. So like basically Starvation. it was just giving people who had like eating disorders or were just trying to lose weight a formal term to like a medical term <laughs> to just not eat anything <laughs> and get away with it. <laughs> so it never took, I never had any interest in it whatsoever because I'm all about eating. <laughs> so I thought, well, I don't give two shits about fasting because <laughs> I want to eat and it sounds absolutely terrible just not eating. And I didn't ever think to research into it because it was just something I, that didn't at all appeal mm. to me. And I never heard about the benefits of fasting up until recently. And yeah, it goes far beyond the weight thing. Like it's actually so incredible what it can do for your system and how you basically can reset your microbiome and therefore reset your immune system. There's a whole bunch of, of stuff that happens when you give your body a rest from permanently digesting things, which is pretty much how most of us live these mm. days. Like I w- I'm, I'm such a grazer that, well, I've, I'm trying to not be because now I know the benefits of just stopping and letting my body rest a bit. But before knowing any of this, I just used to constantly snack and eat and have my big meals. And, you know, I was doing my exercise, so I wasn't too worried about it. I thought it would all work out. But um, yeah, there are definitely benefits to fasting that I had no idea about. And then, yeah, just in terms of parenting and fasting, I think it could be a really beneficial tool, as you say, because if you're looking after yourself and your immune system, you're already putting yourself sort of in in the front seat there to to avoid all of the bugs and viruses and stuff that are coming your way. There's no way around it. They're coming your way from your kids. And I think we'll both agree that there's nothing worse than parenting when you're sick. Like it is, it is up there with the worst torture in the world. I think like when you have to parent these, they they get sick and then they move through it, but they pass it on to you. And then you've got to battle through parenting the now energetic children that have come back from being sick and you feel like absolute death. So avoiding that by looking after your immune system is just one of the top, top benefits of fasting and then the other one you said was mental clarity which I think especially when when you're a parent a new parent or whatever and you may be not getting as much rest as you would like to and you're getting broken sleep and everything we could all do with a little bit more mental clarity wherever we could get it from right so I want to jump back to something you said there you know about when you're talking about the immunity and we're saying you know, when your kids get sick, and of course, all of us with young kids, especially in cold countries, you know, in, in South Africa, even in the winter, people are still outside quite a lot. Here in cold countries, mm. y- you spend a lot more time indoors. And so there's a lot more in heat, in artificial yes. heat. And so I feel like it's inevitable, no matter how healthy your kids are, they are going to get sick and they're going to come home with bugs. And that's fine because they've got these developing immune systems. But think about this. When when you have gotten sick, when you've gotten very sick from flu or cold or anything like that, 
you naturally want to eat less, right? You naturally just don't want to eat that much. And that's because our bodies are designed that way. When your kids are sick, you're always trying to get them to eat something. Yeah, I made some soup. Yeah, just eat something. Oh, Tony, God, Tony's yeah. always trying to do this. And I'm saying, Normally the first telltale tell sign just, is sick. Just stop. Just leave it. They'll eat when they're hungry again, when their bodies have repaired. It's so much going mm. on inside there. Our bodies are amazing. And we, we always are trying to fix from the outside instead of just letting our bodies do its thing. And so that's where fasting comes into play there with your immune system. And when I... That's such a good point. The biggest way that I try and take care of my immune system is to take care of my gut. And one of the best ways to take care of a gut, besides eating loads of fiber and probiotics, is to fast. And that way, all of the bad bacteria they die off when they don't get the sugar and all of that stuff. Normally when your kids have an aversion to food or whatever, or are disinterested in their meals, that's normally the first kind of telltale sign that something is up with them. And I have become more comfortable with just leaving him not to eat. You know, it's so ingrained in us to push, push, push to get them to eat food. Uh, yeah. You think they need the energy or they need the sustenance or whatever, but actually sometimes they don't. They don't need anything. They need their, their tummies to be clear so that yeah. their, their system can do the work on those uh, viral cells that are cruising around in there. So that's how fasting has become important for me in that way. And then also the mental clarity. I mean, if I do a 24-hour or a 36-hour fast now, I get so much done and I just uh, so many ideas come to me. And it's like when your body is not using all of your energy to digest food, you have a lot more mental capacity because you've got more energy stores available for whatever else. So fascinating. And also the like the repair work that happens when you're when you're fasting. You know, they they're now recommending yeah, to the cancer autophagy. yeah, to cancer patients and to you know, Alzheimer's patients and everything to to fast. I mean, I don't know too much about the science behind it all, but I just find that really, really intriguing. And it also, like, I don't know why it isn't more commonly used. You know, it's still so, it seems so, what's the word? Like, no, not new age, but uh, it's not. Like fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's funny, right? Because it's, it's something that we've been doing for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years naturally mm. it's only in recent times where we've had access to food 24 7 before that you had to go and get your food mm. you had to go and find your food in the mornings yeah. you didn't just wake up with a fridge full of whatever you want mm. and so it's something natural and also when someone hears the term fasting like you said you used to just think it's like a form of starvation <laughs> yeah. fasting doesn't mean going very long periods of time without food. It'd be anything from, you know, intermittent fasting is looked at anything from 12 hours mm. um, on. So if you just fast 12 hours a day, which really is not that hard. If you have dinner at 7 p.m. and then you eat breakfast at 7 a.m., that's 12 <laughs> hours without food. Like you really don't need anything in between that. <laughs> it's so nice. It's so nice to have something in between then. A, cheese, a little cheese on a cracker, <laughs> a little cheeky hot chocolate. 
<laughs> but yes, it is totally doable. And I actually, I, I regularly do the intermittent fasting, the sort of 16 hour fast. So mm. I've done one today, I did one yesterday. And that is also very manageable. And I find it works well as a parent because I now, you know, cook for the boys and I, it's actually helped so much because I was cooking two meal, two dinners every day. I was cooking a meal for the boys and then cooking something separate for us. And now I am cooking one dinner for both of us and the boys just have to eat whatever it is, but we eat together and it means that I'm eating at like half five, five, half five, finishing my meal at six. And then it just makes the fast so much easier because as you say, you're sleeping for most part of it. And then the mornings for us are very busy with school drop off and and everything that by the time. So if I, if I start fasting at six, I just need to get to 10 o'clock in the morning and then I've done my 16 hour fast and it's actually so manageable. You can have a cup of herbal tea or your hot water and lemon or whatever in the morning. If you, if you feel like you in that habit of having a hot drink, but it's very, very easy to get to that 16 hour mark. A lot of what I know comes from two books that I've read on fasting. One is called Fast This Way by Dave Asprey, which is great, but there's not a lot about fasting as a woman. And then the second one is Fast Like a Girl by Dr. Mindy Peltz, which you know you and I have spoken about. Mm. We both read. But in Dave Asprey's book, he's got a lot about how there are certain nutrients that don't break a fast. So mm. things like, and it's, of course, it's from his point of view, he's promoting his, his signature drink, which is bulletproof coffee. But apparently, according to him, I haven't looked up any studies or science behind it. So I don't know, but that having a bulletproof coffee, do you know what bulletproof coffee I'm is? I'm assuming it's coffee with like butter in it or something. Butter and MCT oil okay. or coconut yeah. oil. And you blend that up and apparently the mct oil and maybe the butter because it's pure fat it supposedly doesn't break your fast Mm. i'm not exactly sure how that works but i think that's a gray area then dr mindy peltz she says in her book there's things like called a you know you can do a plain water fast you can even do a dry fast or you can do something called a dirty fast which is things like you just mentioned so teas even coffee, but without anything in them, the lemon water, things like that, that it doesn't have to be just plain she, water. She does mention, and I actually haven't finished reading the book, but I, I, I kind of have been flipping through chapters every now and then to see what's applicable to me. But she mentioned if you do need to break a fast, when you're starting out doing the longer fasts, there are certain things that you can have like the the bulletproof coffee, but also she mentioned that you can actually have full fat milk or cream which I also found quite surprising but I think it's got something to do with the fat Mm. content and then um, nut butter is another one so I mean if you absolutely yeah if you're absolutely desperate to have something there are some things that you can have so it's not like incredibly daunting just thinking you have to go whatever 24 hours without food there are a couple of little things you could Mm. have but she said it's like kind of like a stopgap and and as you get more well trained in in your fasting practice those sorts of things fall away and you sh- you shouldn't be having them but if you're desperate it won't completely break the fast so i found that yeah. quite interesting i find that sometimes even if i have like a tiny bit of something it's so much worse mm. than having nothing at all mm. 
Because once you get a taste for, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have a bite of the anything. frenzy kicks in. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, well, fast broken. Here I go. A common mistake I think a lot of people make with, with fasting is thinking that because you're, I mean, this is if you're doing it to lose weight, I suppose, but also to be, just be healthier, is that you fast for your certain amount of hours, but then you can just eat whatever you want for that eight hour period. Mm. And in Mindy's book, I know she gives you a whole bunch of advice on, on meals that are helpful to first break your fast when you're finishing your fast, things that'll sort of yeah. ease your digestive system back into how it should be working. And then good ideas and tips for meals that will help because it's, you know, when I, when I did do a bit of fasting before doing any sort of research into it and realizing that there's this whole link between cycle, your cycle and fasting, I would just fast and then literally eat whatever the hell I could see in front of me Mm. afterwards for eight straight hours, which I think is probably the worst thing you could do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I would dream of the pizza that I was going to eat when I finished it or you know it just yeah. and it's so counter no. counterproductive <laughs> so I I used to be like that also but I still got very good results in the beginning even when I was doing that and I remember in Dave Asprey's book he did say that you will still get results for a while but they just they just won't be as good and you're not all of the other benefits so say you're doing it just for weight loss you might see some change but as soon as you stop fasting, you're putting yourself in a bad spot, but also you won't get those other benefits. Mm. It, it won't be any good for your immune system. Right then, you've improved your gut health, but then you go and smash a burger and fries and yeah, take you back to square one. Well then. <laughs> yeah. that, that was done. And my, my main reason for, for fasting is actually just to improve, well, I really want to improve my gut health because I've got yeah. this underactive thyroid and getting on top of your gut health and also your liver function, everything will then have a positive in- impact on my thyroid. So that's where I'm coming yeah. from. And so that part of Mindy's book about what to eat after a fast and what to eat when you're in certain parts of your cycle whilst fasting is is really, really helpful. Yeah. So I've got a little list here of the main benefits from fasting. So if anyone's curious, if you're like, maybe I want to get into this, thinking about it, and uh, now that you've learned it's not just um, anorexic people, just a medical term for <laughs> starvation. <laughs> <laughs> see that controversial so the, the controversial benefit. video that she put put up where she was interviewed by someone and she said and they said like so what does your like day-to-day look like in terms of your nutrition or whatever and she said well I'll fast for whatever 24 hours and then I'll have a coffee and then I'll have a cup of bone broth or whatever and the comments under there were like you just to have an eating disorder. She just really <laughs> didn't sell it well at all. <laughs> no. So yeah, so a list of the benefits. So some of the main benefits, number one, which a lot of people will go to it for is weight loss. But then you have the things that we've spoken about, the mental clarity, the boosted immune system, gut repair, and also like a lot of people might be interested in this one. It slows aging. Don't ask me about the science behind it. Go get the book and read it and you can find out for yourself. But there is apparently some research showing that it slows aging. I think that has to do with the autophagy and, you know, repairing cells and things like that. 
And so, yeah, before you go ahead and get yourself a bit of retinol. (laughs) (laughs) Slap a bit of retinol onto my face again. No, thank you. And then also something that you led to there, I've got here some of the common mistakes that people make. What was the one that you mentioned? Uh, Eating whatever you want. Oh, yeah, was eating eating whatever you want after the fast uh, or in between the fasts or whatever. Another very common mistake is overfasting. So people will get the benefits. They'll say, go do the 36 hours and feel really great, but then carry on and on and on and doing too many long stints uh, day after day. And that can start having negative effects on you because now you are really starving your body. Mm. It's, it's gone out of the fasting mode and now it's going into starvation. So you've got to be careful with that. You will get great results you will feel really good but just to try and keep it on a reasonable schedule Mm. and if you want want to know what that looks like again go and get the book fast like a girl it's very helpful and then uh, some of the other common mistakes here is that women not taking into account their cycles I didn't know this until about a year ago that you had to fast according to your cycle cycles thinking has become just crazy important in every Thing I do because it affects so much but because your hormone levels are varied throughout the month this also affects your fasting so like the week leading up to your period fasting can just raise cortisol levels mm. it can do so much damage to your body there's just and it's really difficult because your metabolism is ramped up here you're getting ready to to possibly grow a baby and so you need a lot more calories during mm. this time And fasting can just really, it can make things tough. And um, another common mistake is eating a very high carb or high sugar meal before your fast. So what you eat right before you start fasting also has an impact on how easy or difficult your fast is. If you eat a protein and fat rich meal before your fast, you're going to be able to A, get into ketosis a lot quicker, but B, it's also going to make it easier because you're not going to be having those sugar cravings. Because you know if you eat a bowl of pasta or a, you know whatever, you know that you, you get hungry a lot quicker mm. after that. Mm. And the same if you eat a high sugar meal or a big dessert or something like that, you're going to keep those sugar cravings alive. That's also got to do with your gut microbiome, but yeah. you're making it harder on yourself. Mm-hmm. And the last mistake I have here is being too rigid and not listening to your body. So you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to do a 24-hour fast. But then after 16 or 18 hours, you just feel like, no, this is not working. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, all you can think about is food. You're not experiencing any of that mental clarity. You're tired, you're cold, all of this stuff. But then you keep pushing because you said you were going to. Now you want to follow through. Mm. But just listen to your body. You know, you're not going to feel the same day in and day out, even if it's in a period of your of your cycle or whatever that you think you should be feeling good. If you don't feel good, yeah. stop fasting. Yeah, I've only done the one 24-hour fast so far because it's all quite a new thing to me. And we spoke about it afterwards. But I actually, just before the 24-hour mark, started to feel pretty anxious and it's because I think in hindsight I was like I was anxious and I was cold 
and I was just uncomfortable in myself. And I think it was because I hadn't, another common mistake is that I hadn't built up to that point. I hadn't built up to a 24 hour mm. fast. You know, now I'm yeah. this week, I'm, I'm doing my intermittent fasting so that next week when I'm in the, in my second week of my cycle, I can then extend my fast a little bit and do a longer, longer period. But I just jumped straight into a 24 hour fast to kind of see what it was all about or whatever. And I hadn't prepped my body for that. And yeah, yeah, I started to feel the negative impacts that could come with just not eating for 24 hours. I think that that leads into a good point there that I wanted to talk about is that you need to do the research for yourself. So you might be listening to this and you're going, okay, great. I'm going to go and do a 18 hour fast, but maybe take a break, Mm -hmm. (laughs) go and uh, find some Actually, Dr. Mindy's got loads of loads of free content. Her videos on YouTube are super helpful. So if you want to find out more about that, go and look at that. But then don't just only listen to her. Everyone's a little bit biased in their own research, Mm. you know, and their own methods. So go and get some information from a few different sources and and then test it out a little bit here, a little bit there, because you are not the same as everyone else. Your body is different. Your circumstances are different. So you have to figure it out for yourself. What works for me won't work for you. Or yeah. it might, but, you know, you have to test yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure there are caveats for, for, you know, people that are newly postpartum or people that have autoimmune disease or people that have diabetes or people that are breastfeeding or whatever. There's going to be yeah. information out there that will be will be applicable to you, but it's very important to read up on how you should be fasting and when and whether or not it's appropriate at all for you in your current circumstance. And, and, and fasting is very different for men and women. Mm. So if you decide to go ahead and do this fasting thing and say you try it with your husband, for instance, he might get exceptional results and you might not see much change. And that's because our bodies are so different and they respond to fasting a lot quicker than than we do in terms of weight loss, really. But the other benefits you will still both get, but those are a little bit harder to measure. You know, I wonder yeah, if that's got so something to do, do with... with a male friend or partner. Don't be discouraged yeah. if you don't get the same results. You know, women, most of the women I know in life have been impacted in some way or form by society's push to be better to be perfect to have a good figure to be slim and you know that equates to success and everything we've all been impacted by that and so i i highly doubt that there's anyone listening to this that has not tried dieting in some way or form in at some point in their life we have all dieted and all those times you dieted and, and you yo-yo dieted, you know, and you tried these new things and big changes to your body, you affect your, what is it called, your metabolic baseline and how yeah. your body deals with uh, calories and all of that stuff completely changes over time because of the pressures that we've put our bodies under. So for some women doing like an intermittent fasting of 12 to 16 hours it you might it just not might yield the same results as someone else who hasn't ever done that sort of yo-yo yeah. dieting. If you've been up and down and you've done loads of dieting in your time, a 12-hour fast probably isn't going to do much for you because in the past you probably have done lots of stints where you just haven't eaten or barely eaten anything for a good 
few hours. Mm. Um, so it's worth looking into into Dr. Mindy's books where she gives you various different lengths of different fasts and there's the fat burner fast and there's the metabolism fast and the immunity fast. She's got a whole different bunch of different ones. And yeah. she can sort of like, uh, there's research in there to say what sort of fast will help you get the results you need according to what sort of life you've lived beforehand, which I think is, is, is helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you might have to push yourself in terms of, you know, building up through the 12 to 16 hour intermittent fast, but then pushing yourself a bit further to say the 24 hour fast or the 36 hours in order to see those results. If what you're after is weight loss. The weight loss potential is just one aspect of fasting. Like we spoke about, there are so many other reasons to, to do it. And depending on what your goals are, your health goals, all of that, or if you find yourself getting sick very often, this might be something that could help you. But as we said before, you know, you've got to do your own research so that you don't fall into the very common traps. Well, the only way for people that are interested in the weight loss thing, which unfortunately, I mean, it's sad to say, but a lot of women still feel those pressures today that they want to look a certain way. But it doesn't have to be seen as a, ba- a bad thing or a negative thing. It's, you know, you want to be healthier, right? And mm. as with uh, a lot of other, well, it's not, I suppose it's not a diet, but with fasting, it's a lifestyle change. So once you yeah. once you change your lifestyle and it, you, you start really focusing on putting goodness into your body and not focusing on what you're taking away, but what you're giving yourself and what, what you get out of it is, you know, there's so many health benefits that we've spoken about. Once that all starts happening and it becomes habit, the weight loss will just come with that as, as part and parcel yeah, of the lifestyle change. But you, yeah, there's no quick fix to, to, to losing weight and keeping it off unless you are in it for the, for the long run and you're changing your lifestyle. And you, yeah, yeah, it, that's a good point. Like it's, it's not a quick fix. Yeah. It's not something you're going to come to fast a few days and the weight's all going to magically drop off. You might lose a bit, but if you go back to your old ways, if you don't do it as a lifestyle change, you'll just get right back where you started and probably a little bit worse off yeah. than when you started. Yeah. Like, like it happens with most yo-yo diets yeah 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 i think i think that's about it for today jones what do you think anything else you want to add no that's it all from me i think okay if you decide to to try the fasting thing let us know we'd be interested to hear what your experience with it was very much so okay the end your your line (laughs) (laughs) i don't need any prompting thank you very much i was getting there I was just uh, psyching myself up. <laughs> I thought you were forgetting about it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the end. We hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. And if you found this episode helpful in some way, chances are your friends will too. So go ahead and share it. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with more. No, but this is good because our podcast is just going to be a lot of. A lot of ramblings and a lot of laughter and a lot of helpful information in between. A lot of helpful information in between. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it's going to be ramblings. 